This is the podcast by The Straits Times. Hi, I'm Joyce Tew. And I'm Ernest Lewis. Welcome to Health Check. It's a fortnightly series on Wednesdays where The Straits Times guides you to healthier living and clears up misconceptions with our expert guests. Today, we've invited Dr. Serene Tian, an Associate Consultant from KK Women's and Children's Hospital, to clear up misconceptions that people may have about exercising while being pregnant. Hi, Dr. Serene. Hi, Joyce. Hi, Ernest. Hi. Hi. So, earlier this year, Singapore launched its first ever exercise guidelines for pregnant women to get healthy women to exercise for at least 150 minutes a week, and the same recommendation for regular folks. However, in Singapore, many pregnant women, they are told to rest and eat more so as to ensure a safe pregnancy. And actually, many of them, they are afraid to exercise, right? They fear affecting their pregnancy or their baby. Hmm. So, Dr. Serene, can you tell us, is it safe for a pregnant woman to exercise as she normally would? So, yes, there are certainly many practices in pregnancy, especially in this part of the world, that originate from various cultural beliefs. For example, in traditional Chinese culture, it is believed that one should not walk too fast or one should not walk too often so as to prevent miscarriages, especially in the first trimester where the pregnancy is thought to be not yet that stable. Mm. But we are here today to really reassure women that mm. there have been many studies looking at the effects of exercise on pregnancy and they have proven quite conclusively that exercise in uncomplicated pregnancies is very safe. It's not associated with the feared complications of miscarriage, stillbirth, abnormalities in the babies or premature birth. And in fact, we are actually worried that some of these cultural practices may actually potentially pose more harm than good, as a lack of exercise or being active in pregnancy could lead to problems such as deep vein thrombosis. So that's a right. condition where a blood clot can form in the legs, and this clot can actually travel to the lungs, and that's potentially life-threatening. The other problem is that if they remain very physically inactive, yeah. they can actually gain excessive weight in pregnancy, which then increases their risk of developing gestational diabetes, gestational hypertension, preeclampsia, mm -hmm. as well as um, increase the risk of caesarean deliveries for them. So with excessive weight gain in pregnancy, the baby can also grow excessively large. Right. For example, weighing more than 4 kg at birth, which then may pose a difficult delivery and an increased risk of injury to the baby as well. So by remaining active and exercising yeah. in pregnancy, this can help to prevent excessive weight gain for one. But besides that, we also know that exercise helps with a lot of the common symptoms that pregnant women may experience during pregnancy. For example, back pain as well as constipation. And it also improves their general overall fitness. It helps them in weight loss after delivery as well as reduces their risk of postnatal depression. So certainly many benefits right. that can be reaped. Right. What kind of exercises can uh, pregnant women do and s safely as well? So our recommendation would be that if you're healthy and mm. if you have an uncomplicated pregnancy, then we should aim to achieve at least about 150 minutes at least of moderate intensity physical activity each week. 150 minutes, that's yes. about 20 to 25 minutes a day? Yes, okay. ideally a day and a minimum of three days a week. But ideally, if you can achieve on most days of the week, that would be the best optimal effect. So when we talk about moderate intensity, mm. what we mean is that you should be moving enough such that your heart rate actually goes up and you start sweating a bit. But you should still be able to talk comfortably with your exercise partner, but not be able to sing. So that's how we gauge what is moderate in intensity. 
So in terms of what type of exercises would be recommended, we would say a good mix of aerobic as well as uh, resistance training activities. So for example, aerobic physical activity would be swimming, brisk walking, stationary cycling, low-impact aerobics, jogging, or modified yoga or modified pilates. And resistance training activities would include things such as bodyweight exercises like squats or lunges. Or you can also exercise with some light dumbbells or weights or use resistance band to exercise as well. Right. So can they and actually should they do this until they deliver? It really depends on the individual and mm-hmm. what their fitness level was yeah. before pregnancy. So for already very physically active women, before they get pregnant, mm-hmm. they can often continue what they have been doing mm-hmm. before throughout the pregnancy, of course, within the necessary safety considerations. But if a pregnant woman has been highly inactive before mm-hmm. pregnancy, then we really should aim for a gradual progression of this physical activity instead of launching into 150 <laughs> minutes straight. For example, they can start by doing 15-minute sessions two to three times a week and then okay. gradually increase in terms of the frequency of sessions or the duration of each session or the intensity of each session. What about those people who actually love to do vigorous exercises? Like, you know, they run marathons, they do high-intensity sessions. You know, is it safe for them to do all this when they're pregnant? If they have been physically fit and if they have been already engaging in these activities prior to pregnancy... There are some research studies that do show that even vigorous activities do not increase the risk of complications during pregnancy, and that include things like marathons. But having said that, we know that in pregnancy, it's important mm-hmm. to take some safety precautions. So for example, we know that if you do very high-intensity physical activity mm-hmm. or if you exercise for prolonged periods of time, then that can actually result in hypoglycemia or what we term as low blood sugar. Mm. And that can be dangerous. The other thing is that you can get very severely dehydrated. Mm-hmm. So one important point is that you need to remember to, well, hydrate yourself and then also remember to take some calories before you start exercising to prevent okay. hypoglycemia and also probably avoid long periods of exercise without a break in between. So you do you have to watch for the kinds of impact that certain exercises can do? You have to moderate that. Yes. So there are some activities that may not be that suitable mm. for pregnant women. Yeah. So for I would example, think marathon is like a high impact, right? Yes, I would yeah. think so. <laughs> <laughs> Bouncing around there. Yes, and for very prolonged periods of time. Yeah, so they yes. could modify it to maybe like a longer distance swimming or something like that. Yes, that's fine. And they okay. can try to take short breaks in between as well okay. to replenish their fluid, replenish their calories to keep them safe. Okay, now if you like what you're hearing so far, do subscribe to our series Health Check. All you have to do is search for Health Check on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or even on Spotify and follow and give us a rating. Now back to our conversation with Dr. Serene Thien. Uh, She's clearing up misconceptions that people may have about exercising while being pregnant. So hi, Dr. Serene. Are there exercises that, you know, pregnant women should avoid? You know, I was thinking of like ab exercises maybe. Certainly, there would be some exercises that would not be advisable in pregnancy. So certainly things like extreme sports, for Mm -hmm. example, skydiving, parachuting, rafting, skiing. These involve high speeds, high Mm -hmm. altitudes, high level of physical exertion. So they would pose an increased risk of complications in pregnancy. But Besides that, some of the sports that involve um, risk of contact, so for example, basketball, soccer, hockey, because of the risk of contact with the abdomen, the, the tummy, 
we would also advise women to avoid these activities. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah. And the other thing would be if there are certain activities that may pose increased risk of falls. Mm. For example, cycling on the road, outside, gymnastics and things like that. Then mm. that would also pose certain risk in pregnancy. And yoga and Pilates are completely fine, but they should avoid hot yoga or hot Pilates because oh. that can actually cause overheating mm-hmm. and increase their risk of dehydration. As you mentioned earlier. Yes. Yeah. So it's uh, ideally more exercises in a bit um, in an environment that's a bit more controlled that you have control of, preferably so, with another person. Yeah, that would yeah, be ideal. Would okay. So I mean, in Singapore's weather, it's a bit difficult to exercise outdoors. So either aim for indoor exercise or you can do it in the early mornings or the evenings when the temperature is not so high. Okay. Mm-hmm. What are the danger signs pregnant women should look out for while exercising? I think that's a very important question because mm. pregnant women need to know when they should stop exercising and when to seek immediate medical attention to keep themselves safe. So some of the danger signs we would say would be if they start experiencing chest pain if they start experiencing difficulty breathing, so shortness of breath, especially if it doesn't go away with rest, then Mm. that's something that they should really take note of and seek help for it. The other danger signs would be if they start experiencing regular painful contractions. So that may be a sign of them actually going to labour and therefore they should certainly stop and come to the hospital for a check. Certainly if they are experiencing other symptoms such as vagina bleeding, if their water bag has burst, mm-hmm. you know, they have ruptured their membranes, or if they have any medical conditions, for example, muscle weakness that could affect their balance and then lead to them having a higher risk of falls, then they should really seek medical help for this. Do you find that the younger generation of parents these days would be more open to the messages that you've been talking about today in this podcast? Well, I certainly hope so. And I think that the younger generation in general do recognise that exercise in pregnancy is beneficial. So we recently did a survey in KK as well as Singapore General Hospital. And actually 99% of women actually stated that they knew that exercise was beneficial for them. But unfortunately, this did not necessarily translate into them actually exercising in pregnancy. So we hope that we are able to use this guideline to better encourage more women to remain active. Hopefully, the mother-in-laws are also listening. (laughs) Yes, that's true. Because they actually discourage them from doing so, right? A lot of them. So are there um, anything that we should uh, watch out for, like in the guidelines? Most people may know that 150 minutes is the recommended amount Mm because that's the general advice that we give even outside of pregnancy. But I think what stands out in the guidelines or what may not be apparent to most people would be at what intensity they should do this at and what type of activities specifically would be safe in pregnancy. And another point that we would want to highlight is how Mm -hmm. to gauge intensity. So the talk test that we talked about earlier, that Mm. they exercise to an intensity that they are still able to talk but not sing. So that's a very simple way for them to monitor their own intensity of exercise. Right. So Dr. Serene, in yoga classes or Pilates classes, right, you know, I sometimes see um, pregnant women being asked to lie down on their backs or maybe the exercises require them to do that and the instructors will probably think that it's safe for them, you know. Is that a good thing to do, especially when you're really big? Yeah, yeah so we would certainly say that for exercises that require lying down for prolonged periods of time, flat on the back, especially after the fourth month of pregnancy, that this should be avoided. And this is because uh, when you lie flat on your back, your womb, the uterus, actually presses on the blood vessels that return blood from other parts of the body to the heart. And it also reduces the blood flow to the womb as well. So it reduces the amount of oxygen that's getting to the baby. Mm. 
So we would advise against that. But will you feel it if you're the woman lying down? Any discomfort or anything like that? Generally, you may not feel anything, yeah, mm. which is why it's important to know it, to avoid it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, Dr. Serene, what about exercising after giving birth? You know, how long should they wait before okay. they resume their routine? It really depends on whether during the time of the delivery, whether there were any complications, whether they had a normal delivery or whether they had a cesarean section. But in general, it's important to still remain active. So in the sense that they should not be lying in bed the mm-hmm. entire day because that increases the risk of deep vein thrombosis, the clots in the legs. And this risk is actually increased after pregnancy, so after delivery in the first six weeks. So we would want women to still be physically active in terms mm-hmm. of walking around. But with regards to exercises, of course, it depends on the individual. And ideally, they should have some medical clearance before they go back to their vigorous form of exercise. But one exercise that we would encourage all pregnant women after delivery to do would be pelvic floor exercises. That can really help to reduce their risk of complications, for example, problems with incontinence or problems controlling their bladder in the long run. Right, that's interesting actually because many people after giving birth, you're actually told to lie down, don't move too much. (laughs) (laughs) So we should exercise before and after. Yes. Well, that's a wrap for Health Check. Thank you, Dr. Serene. Thank you, Joyce. Thank you, Ernest. Thank you for having me on the show. We hope you like this latest healthy living tips. Remember, search for Health Check on Apple or Google Podcasts or Spotify, like it, and follow our show every fortnight on Wednesdays. That was an SBH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.